Mariners of Reddit, what's the strangest thing you've seen out on the open ocean? Serious. Solo night watch on a sailboat delivery. New moon with overcast skies. The strangeness wasn't what I could see but rather what I couldn't. Total silence on a broad reach. Surfing down long unbroken swells. No light in the sky. Almost no perceived movement. Just four hours of nothingness. Occasionally a wavelet would crest and reflect the light of the navigation light and cast a pale green flash that was the only reminder that I was on the ocean and not cast into an endless void. It was the most unsettling experience I've ever had. Jasper Conrad described it thus same marvelous stillness pervaded the world, and the stars, together with the serenity, of their rays, seemed to shed upon the earth the assurance of everlasting security. The young moon recurved, and shining low in the west, was like a slender shaving thrown up from a bar of gold, and the Arabian Sea, smooth and cool to the eye like a sheet of ice, extended its perfect level to the perfect circle of a dark horizon. The propeller turned without a check, as though its beat had been part of the scheme of a safe universe and on each side of the potna two deep folds of water, permanent and somber on the unwrinkled shimmer, enclosed within their straight and diverging ridges a few white swirls of foam bursting in alohas, a few wavelets, a few ripples, a few undulations that, left behind, agitated the surface of the sea for an instant after the passage of the ship, subsided splashing gently, calmed down at last into the circular stillness of water and sky with the black speck of the moving hull remaining, everlastingly in its center. Jim on the bridge was penetrated by the great certitude of unbounded safety and peace that could be read on the silent aspect of nature like the certitude of fostering love upon the placid tenderness of a mother's face. I was on a fishing boat heading for Ross Sea in Antarctica, and two times we got fully stopped, dead in the water and completely surrounded by ice, white as far as the eye could see which is a lot on a clear day. Turns out it was a thin layer of superficial ice that forms sometimes, and after a few tries and a couple hours we moved on. But it was pretty scary at the time. Moving forward through the ice was quite weird too. Another fun one was the largest school of dolphins I've seen. In the Pacific out the coast of Peru, easily in the hundreds, a swarm of large squid larges and about a meter tops, nowhere near, a kraken at night, that was off the Peruvian coast too, a trio of sea lions swimming alongside the boat a small one off the Uruguayan coast, breaching in sink over and over like dolphins, and a whale probably a minke breaching not two meters from the board, man, I miss fishing boats, I have so many fond memories, edit fixed a sentence. One time on the coast I saw a massive storm stretching as far as you could see, which is of course very far when you have nothing obstructing your view. There was lightning everywhere I can't put it into words. Every city was probably getting a lightning strike per minute, but from my point of view with this massive panoramic view, there must have been 10 bolts of lightning per second, sustained over at least an hour. Absolutely mesmerizing. Like any good mariner, I grabbed my cigarettes and did the old one foot on the railing and watched. I live in Michigan and we have the Great Lakes. These lakes contain huge shipwrecks and fish so big that people can't believe they aren't from the ocean. Lake Michigan freezes in the winter near the beach to where people can climb the ice but it freezes in weird ways. It looks like giant frozen waves and small ice caves. Sometimes ice spheres form as the winter starts and thousands of ice balls just wash up on the beach. There are countless real horror stories and just as many ghost stories about the lakes. The strangest thing I've personally seen. I believe, is that giant ice wave effect and people swimming in freezing temperatures. I've seen massive ships visit from the ocean that make you sit there in awe at how deep these lakes must be for those to function here. Many people die and go missing in Lake Michigan every year. There are unpredictable currents that can pull people under and most people here are taught how to best deal with these situations but it still can pull you out into extremely deep waters where it is likely you cannot get enough energy to make it back to shore. 
was motoring through Hurricane Irene captaining a 32-feet charter catamaran between Anagata and Yost Van Dyke in open water many miles from any coast harbor, and stumbled upon a local man with no boat doing deep-sea spearfishing. Dude had a 4x1.5 foot Rubbermaid container attached to tube we filled to the brim with ice and fish, probably at least 300 pounds of deep-sea catches before gutting, and all he had was a rudimentary, blacksmithed, iron spear rigged with silicon tubing on a stick for the propulsion, why the f are you spear fishing in the open ocean during a hurricane, and how the f did you spear all those you wizard, we scooped him up, gave him a ride, and then enjoyed an enormous, bounty of fresh deep sea fish with the fellow, he must have given us 20-25 pounds of his catch when we scooped him and gave him a ride to Joost van Dyke, saw the dude later on, getting off his dingy at Pusser's bar with plenty of fresh catches for the tourists, dude was chill, poured us some of his homebrew rum and open fire grilled us some local chicken, was bomb as duck, never learned his name. My family traveled transatlantic in 1957 on a steamship, the SS Constitution. When I was 7, the ship sailed fairly close to the Kaplan Hose which was a submarine underwater volcano that erupted from the fall of 1957 to the spring of 1958. It is in the Azores off the coast of Portugal or thereabouts. The ship's captain came as close as he dared and we all came out on the deck to watch. From where we were it looked like the volcano was floating on the ocean surface. They told me that the volcano was creating an island, and as crazy as that sounds, it turns out to be true. On September 27th, beginning at about 6.45 in the morning, a submarine eruption, 300 meters from Ponta dos Kaplan Hose 100 meters from the Ilas dos Kaplan Hose began. Whale spotters at Costado de Nau, a few meters above the Kaplan Hose lighthouse, saw the ocean churn into the west and alerted the lighthouse keepers. On October 5th, the clouds of clay likely rose about 1 kilometer in height in solid fragments, reaching an area of 1,200 meters around. One the buildings in the area began to experience the first damage as windows were broken, tiles fell from the roofs. By the next day, the first ash fall began on land in a few hours a black mat covered the extreme west of island, one reaching 2.5 kilometers from the crater, necessitating the evacuation of the settlements of Norte Pacano and Canto. One initially, gases and pyroclastic explosions persisted until October 13, while gradually diminishing, but were rapidly replaced by violent explosions, lava bombs, ash and lava streaming into the sea. This intense eruption occurred until the end of October with constant ash raining on Fayal, destroying cultural lands, inhibiting normal farming and forcing the residents from local villages to evacuate. By October 10th, the eruption had initially formed a small island, baptized Ilya Nova English the New Island, Ilya dos Kaplan Hose English Island of Kaplan Hose or Ilya do ESP Rito Santo English Island of the Holy Spirit by the locals, 600 meter diameter and 30 meter height with an open crater to the sea. By October 29th, the island grew to 99 meters high and 800 meters in diameter of coarse black ash. We crossed that ocean three times in the 1950s, but that was the most interesting thing we saw. Well, that and the man in a boat that had been damaged by the storm we just gone through. His mast was broken and he was adrift it took hours and hours for the captain to maneuver the ship close enough that we could board the man safely. He came aboard, very thin and wrapped in a blanket, lucky to be alive and for us to have such a good captain. I was relieving the men watch one night, had to be 0% illumination, I couldn't even see my own hands, there were no contacts either, except for what the offgoing watch described as a glow on the horizon, dead ahead, radar and AIS showed nothing along the ship's track, so I assumed it must be some astronomical or meteorological effect, as the watch progressed, the glow on the horizon would not go away, I double checked the charts to make sure I wasn't driving right at some land mass, but we were still definitely in open ocean, still nothing on radar and AIS, and to make matters worse, the glow was growing brighter and wider, now straddling our track by about 10 nautical miles on either side, then, 
AIS started lighting up, first it was one contact emerging about 15 nautical miles off the bow, then it was two, then four, finally, the glow on the horizon turned into many distinct lights. Soon, stretching all across the horizon, was an innumerable number of incredibly bright lights. The lights belonged to tiny fishing vessels that use lamps with the power of a small sun to attract squid to their position. The sheer number of fishing boats and their mini suns illuminated the bridge to a point where I could see the stunned faces of everyone else on the bridge. It was insane to me how this fleet of rinky-dink fishing boats managed to get out to the middle of the ocean and how they were, a way to light up the night like a rock concert. They had to be visible from over 30 nautical miles out. Anyways, the fishing boats turned into more of a nuisance than anything else, as they were a pain to maneuver around. Worse, some asshole fishermen kept shooting laser pointers at our pilot house. I've spent about a full year, in total, at sea. Never have seen anything strange as in something I couldn't explain. Probably the strangest experience was the one time only once ever that I was on a fishing boat and the skipper just turned the engine off for the night. We just drifted while two guys slept in one stayed on watch. The silence and the sound of the waves on the boat it was peaceful yet disconcerting. Added that boat also had a message written an accumulated cigarette sewed above a bunk from a guy who had drowned a few years back. Just shit talking one of his buddies who happened to still work on that boat when I was on it. Nobody ever erased it. Wow, I might win this one. I was doing drug patrolling operations and some smugglers had tried to sink their boat when we showed up but it had too many bales of cocaine to sink. We arrested the smugglers and then shot the boat but the bullets would only penetrate a few feet into the bales. This thing wouldn't sink. A bunch of whales were curious about what was going on so we stopped shooting at the boat because we didn't want to harm them at all. We rammed the boat at slow speed with our ship and it broke in half and sunk. Except for the bales of cocaine, which have bullet holes in them and now the whales are playing with them. And I had to go down in a boat and get the bales of cocaine cane away from the whales, who were now enjoying themselves a lot more than they were a couple hours ago. That was a long day, too long didn't read whales on cocaine. I was on holiday and fishing with my GF in a little rowing boat that we had rented with a motor in a remote area on a fjord in Norway. We were about 400 mile offshore when a fog started to develop around us. After a few minutes it was so thick we could only see a few meters around us. The water had become mirror flat, and it was so quiet I could almost hear my heart beating. We sat in the boat and talked about how strange it was and snapped a couple of selfies before firing up the motor to try to slowly navigate out of the fog. My GF was getting a bit scared at this point and so was I. Even though the boat engine was on and in gear, the boat wasn't moving. I tilted the engine slightly up and saw that the propeller indeed spinning. So I lowered it again and gave it some gas. We still weren't moving. GF dropped a piece of paper in the water and I gave it more gas. Nothing. We just weren't moving. The water was dead still. The fog almost seemed to pulse around us. And it was eerily silent. GF started to bawl and I was freaking out when suddenly it felt like a giant foot kicked at the back of the boat shoving us forward. The boat surged out of the fog back into the fjord. And the fog dissipated behind us in a matter of a few seconds. The propeller had taken hold and we headed back to the dock. Now this was odd, but not as odd as what awaited us when we got back to the hut we had rented. The owner of the boat was waiting for us and said he was taking the boat back immediately because of some booking problem. He gave us back twice the money we had rented it for. And then said he had to leave so we headed back to the boat together to get our stuff. As we were walking, my GF mentioned defog. He said yes, we know about it. We pushed him further on the subject but he got a bit angry and said just get your things. It was bizarre. Back at the hut we noticed the selfies we had taken were just white. There was zero XIF data on them on both phones and oddly, both of our phones were 100% charged. This in itself was odd as it was mid-afternoon and my S7 usually had about 40% remaining because of battery degradation. Anyway, that's my weird experience. 
two for me. 2008 in the Atlantic, a wall. Our deck was 60 feet off the water and the wall was easily 30 feet off the water. It came from nowhere. Not on a chart. Not on anything. We saw it on radar and approached slowly to inspect. Not sure whatever came of as we went back to doing gator squares waiting to refuel. Easily 30 feet high and miles long. 2010 Atlantic fog, endless dog that laid down on the ship while in transit. It was so thick you would get soaking wet from it on the smoke deck. Couldn't see outside more than 5 feet. The blowers in the engine room sent it inside and we had to turn them off. I went to a mooring station to look out and it suddenly disappeared. We just drove out of it into a perfectly clear sky. Not a cloud all the way to the horizon. Bonus the night sky. It's ducking incredible unmolested by light pollution. You see exactly why humans wanted to find a way to map it. Zoom in on it. Discover it. It's mind blowing to view. I mean really really puts you in your place in the universe. I was working on a small cruise ship that had been chartered by a group of about 600 members of Titanic Appreciation Group some were fans of the film, some were history buffs, etc. The voyage was to commemorate not recreate the 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. We sailed from New York City, stopped in Halifax, and then sailed a few days out to the site of the disaster. While on board, there were historical talks, group events, etc. And on the evening of the actual 100th anniversary, a lot of people dressed in period costumes and they had hired a band with authentic musical instruments from that era to play and finish that last song. It was all pretty surreal, made more so by the relatively calm water and the moonlit sky, and by knowing that the actual Titanic was lying directly below us on the sea floor. The strange part was that during the night, they had a priest gather at the railing of the open deck to say a prayer and toss a wreath into the sea. At the moment he did this, a single ordinary bird a sparrow or similar came out of nowhere and landed on the deck by my feet. This was over 400 miles 640 kilometer from the nearest land and we'd at sea for a few days. It was a bit startling even though I am logically convinced the bird had just been on board with us since our last port. The stranger part was that the bird didn't seem sick or injured, but also wasn't afraid of me and allowed me to pick it up. I had to keep it in my cabin and feed it for a few days until we got back to land. When we did, I took it up to the deck where I'd found it and released it back out to fly away. After spending several seasons commercially fishing Alaskan waters, every season brings new and strange things seen and heard. One time I was sitting on deck at sunset gazing out and I heard what must have been a massive splash behind me and I turned around to find completely still water with no ripples for miles to be seen. None of the other three dudes on board heard a thing. Also I was driving directly into the brightest sunrise I have ever seen for about 3 hours straight and I swear my eyes were so shot I thought I saw a great old ship like a sloop or a caravel flaming on the horizon. It's little odd things that are just real enough to really make you a little spooked. This is something I was told from a guy who supposedly experienced this firsthand. it's still a sea story. So feel free to take it with an amount of salt. Supposedly, on the USS Stark it was hit by an Iranian missile back in the 80s. That missile caught them with their radar down. And the first indication it was happening was the forward lookout calling it in. Missile drills the bosun's locker, killing everybody inside. This is as recounted to me in the story. Anybody who knows better can feel free to correct me. And supposedly, according to this guy, in the middle of the night, you can still hear them bullshitting, drinking coffee, that sort of thing. Not unhappy, not in pain, but like they never realize they're dead. And they're just having the morning bullshit session forever. Edit in freaky news. I didn't even realize that the USS Stark was hit on this day May 17th in 1987. Does this add to the wee woo? 
Breaching basking sharks was a strange encounter. Was looking at one particular basker violently slapping breaching and slapping himself off the water for maybe 20 minutes before I got close enough to figure out what was going on. Used my photos to ID species and sex. Another was a trip around some islands off our southwest coast and we came across what can only be described as whale soup. 30 or so whales minky, humpback, fin and say feeding together with hundreds of common dolphins and thousands of gannets and other seabirds. Guess there was real good fish sand eel and herring at the time. Oh an unexpectedly weird encounter was snow. Just never thought of it snowing at sea. Which it turns out is uncommon, but pitch dark middle of the night and the lights of our vessel illuminated by huge flurries of snow and it looked mad falling on black water. Guess that's the North Sea in winter for ya. Well, I wouldn't consider myself a mariner, but I have participated in several offshore sailing races as well as just sailing around for fun on the ocean. I have had some interesting experiences, none of them bordering on supernatural though. We went past a shipping container that had fallen off a ship just half floating, strange sight for sure. Saw a flying fish hit another crew member in the face. The view of the stars out at sea is absolutely mind-boggling. We really do miss out on a nightly basis due to our desire to have artificial lighting. On clear nights you don't need city lights. The stars and moon light things up plenty. It's like an avatar when Natari puts out the torch. Plenty of light even for human eyes. I swam in a flat calm sea with water so clear you couldn't tell it was even there when you looked through it with goggles. Thousands of feet of visibility. Indescribable. Seeing bioluminescent algae stirred up by the boat is a pretty interesting thing to see. On one race, about 300-400 miles offshore, I was down below on my off shift. I decided to sleep on the floor of the cabin in the little cubby where the dining table usually was. It was stowed and it left a great spot where I could put some cushions down and be low in the boat which helps with seasickness as you are moved less. Well, I woke up a while later and the first thing I saw was trash moving around me. It was confusing but as I started to wake up more, I realized that I was sleeping in sloshing water and the trash was floating on it. We were taking on water and no one had noticed until I sounded the alarm. We were able to determine the problem and fix it so it all ended well. On that particular race the weather was especially bad. We only ever had one actual meal. Most of us just at one Snickers bar a day. For over six days, we were constantly being sprayed by salt water and the portholes were leaking so all the cushions in the cabin were wet. It was miserable, but I can tell you that in those conditions, normal fresh water tastes like sugar water. Very sweet and super delicious. I once took a shower buck naked in the rain on the foredeck. Was amazing. We were once caught in a storm. We had already taken all the sails down and were pointing directly downwind, just from the rigging we were at hull speed. The big rain was hitting me from behind so hard it hurt even through my foul weather gear. I am always sick for the first 24 hours or so at sea. I usually stay up top until I can't anymore. Then go below, puke my guts out and fall asleep. Well, I took some seasickness pills Dramamine. These were small white powdery looking pills. I took them about 3-4 hours before going below. When I finally went below, I puked my guts out and what popped out but the two pills, perfectly intact, not dissolved at all. A water spout. It was basically a sea tornado full of water. Smoke. One time my ship went through the Malacca Strait and we could barely see the bow. In the neighboring countries Malaysia AMD Indonesia people were burning rainforest to make way for palm oil plantations. There was so much smoke in the Malacca Strait at restricted visibility and it got into the ship through the vents. All my clothes smelled like sweet smoke for a week. Yes, for some reason the smoke was kind of sweet and I could smell it three days before we even got to the Malacca Strait. Weird satellites. Only three days ago I saw like three satellites cross. Our Bowen head to the west at around 5 in the morning. They were at about 12 degrees north. I am sure they were satellites. For me there were a couple of crazy things I've seen. I once saw a small plane crash in the ocean in the largest and most spectacular splash I've ever seen. 
The first time I saw pyrosomes that seemed several tens of meters long, I thought I'd found aliens. Those animals are so weird. I can hardly start to explain what they look like. I've seen more than several abandoned ships, just floating around. Rogue monster waves. Those will give you perspective on life. Lastly, the green flash is pretty cool to witness. It's when the sun goes down over sea and after it goes down, it gives a little greenish glowy flash. Edit spelling and grammar. Years ago, I was off duty with some of my friends we decided to go fishing and chill. When we were off the docks we started thinking about fishing places and everyone began arguing that they know the best place. Then we all agreed to go to wherever the ocean takes us until we reached somewhere that wasn't deep, but had a lot of fishes and we agreed staying there. We stopped there, got our gear out of the bags and started fishing. I won't get into much detail because it was just talking and laughing. Up until the middle everything was cool and chill until one of my friends spotted a huge shell moving under as I said the place wasn't deep and the water was clean so we were able to see. He thought it was a giant crab. We laughed at him and called him a dumbass cause that shield was like 10x times the size of a normal crab shell. So to see what it was since it was moving one of my friends pulled out a fishing spear or whatever you call it. Tied it to a rope and threw it with all the strength that he had threw it at the shell then was the shock. Out of the shell jumped a human and looked it out both for a few seconds then started running underwater like if it was normal land. He ran like if the water was nothing. He didn't slow down didn't float a little just ran and he didn't even run out of oxygen. When we saw this it sent shivers down our spines. We immediately left that spot and before we did that we threw away all the fish that caught there cause we don't even know what the hell did they get from that area and went back home. When we told everyone they thought that we were kidding and didn't believe us but me and my two friends never forgot it until we went separate ways. And I've never seen or speak to anyone since. Unforgettable experience and utterly new life form. I was kayaking off the backside of Catalina Island on the Southern California coast, trolling for yellowtail tuna. I glided by what at first looked like a piece of floating trash a clear plastic bag. More accurately a 12 feet long chain of clear plastic baggies linked together. I picked it up with my paddle, though clear and gelatinous like jellyfish. The chain held together. Each unit was clearly biological with a small internal organ. It turned out to be an animal called salp, a colony of tunicates. Never even heard of this creature or type of creature before. It is 100% cool to see something brand new to you under the sun that you had no idea even existed. I sport fish in the Atlantic off the Florida coast. One morning we were surrounded by six water spouts in the middle of a storm. We were moving much faster than they were even with baits down so we just avoided them through to the other side of the storm. The spookiest thing I ever saw was when we thought we were coming up upon a large slick about 15 miles off the coast and it turned out to be a dead calm. We quickly went from regular ocean waves to tiny little breeze ripples to just flat glassy calm, like the surface of a mirror. It was a huge patch. We couldn't see the other side of it, all the way to the horizon. We fished directly into it for some time. It was weird to see our wake stretch out unbroken so far. On either side of the boat, nothing was biting in there so we headed back towards shore. It was the only time in all my many years of sport fishing I have seen something quite like that. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.